You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay. I only need to hear this song one time a year. That's it. And if not for Travis Kelsey, we would never hear this song. A producer, Jay, putting together a montage in honor of the Chiefs reaching their fourth Super Bowl in five years. Years And a lot of conversations continue about not just Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and the duo making the plays when they needed to on Sunday. But how about that Chiefs defense? It has been so tenacious. It has been really the, the leader, if you will, setting the tone and picking up the offense when the offense is stunk, when... The Chiefs led the NFL in drop passes when the Chiefs were so undisciplined with the number of penalties and the stupid mistakes they would make. And then, of course, the low, low numbers. Why say low, low? How low can you go? The lowest numbers and stats of Pat Mahomes' career. It's been a down year for the Chiefs' offense as they tried to acclimate new weapons, new receivers around Kelsey and Mahomes. Well, they figured it out just in time, and they did just enough. You know what it reminded me of, actually? You all may remember uh, when the Broncos last won the Super Bowl, the year that Peyton Manning retired, it was Super Bowl 50. It was the Denver defense that was so damn good, sparked by, excuse me, I don't know where that came from, sparked by Von Miller. And it's not as though... Peyton Manning couldn't do anything, but the offense was relatively spotty. He was dealing with the plantar fasciitis that had come back after missing a good chunk of the season. Remember, Brock Osweiler was starting in place of him. But as Peyton returned, and he was there for the AFC Championship, and he was there for the Super Bowl, he would throw a couple of touchdown passes. He would do what he needed to do, but it was the defense that was picking up the slack. I'm not telling you this Chiefs defense is as good, but they've got a lot of veterans. They did lose Charles Amenahu over the AFC Championship weekend to a torn ACL, which really stinks. But think about Legereus Sneed. Think about Nick Bolton. Think about Chris Jones, who's been so good. They've got some great veterans on that side of the ball. And those guys take a lot of pride in how they're playing and in the fact that they're now getting recognition, but also they're picking up the offense when for so long it was Mahomes and his side of the ball that would cover the multitude of sins for the defense. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. On Twitter, A-Law Radio. You can also vote for our, let's see, TD of the Week. We've got one from each team, even the two that didn't come out on top. Monday MVP has got just a few minutes left, but that's on our show Twitter as well. And then also, 
We're asking you about Tom Brady in the broadcast booth because the 23 season is nearly done. He's definitely used his radio show to practice. Jay and I are all in. If all Tom Brady does is tell us what he sees, what is unfolding on the line of scrimmage through his eyes, or what he would have done in a particular moment, maybe he tells us how things could have been differently if blah, 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 X, Y, and Z. I just want his insight and his vision, and and it's clear that he can communicate it. I don't need him to rip guys. I don't need him to use hyperbole like Tony Romo does. That play where Patrick, I'm sorry, not Patrick, where Lamar Jackson had a ball tipped up in the air and then ran under it, caught it, and had, I think it was a 13-yard gain. He called that the greatest play he's ever seen. It's not the greatest play he's ever seen. I understand that it was pretty dynamic, but we've seen other quarterbacks in history have a ball tipped up in the air and they catch it themselves. Marcus Mariota comes to mind. We saw that with Mariota, I don't know how many years ago. It's not like it's never happened before. And maybe because it was on the AFC Championship stage, Lamar Jackson being athletic enough to get there, maybe because it reminded us that when we're kids, we used to try to throw a ball in the air and run under it and catch it. Whatever the case, it was not the greatest play he's ever seen. He's big into hyperbole and superlatives. And he goes over the top. I love his enthusiasm. I'm not criticizing him for that. But he's definitely over the top. Speaking from someone who can also be over the top. Like recognizes like. Brady's not like that. And I don't need Brady to give me personality. I don't need him to tell me a play's garbage. I don't need him to use hyperbole. I just want to know what he sees. And that's what people were so attracted to about Tony Romo at the beginning. Is that he would tell us what he was seeing And I'm not sure why he got away from that because that's all he needs to do. The vast, vast majority of viewers, the vast majority of humans on this planet have never been in Tom Brady's shoes. I mean, there are obviously some who play football, have played in Super Bowls, who've won Super Bowls, okay? So the NFL has a long tenure. But even when we're talking about pressure pack situations and athletes and other sports, It's a very minute percentage of human beings who can identify with Tom Brady. The rest of us, we get to hear about it. And so I get that some of you are done with Tom Brady. But if you want to learn about football, and this is why I love Kurt Warner. I mean, I loved him as a player. He is all in explaining what he sees and why breaking down film even. A lot of people love Dan Orlovsky because he'll break down film. That's what Tom Brady can give us, is insight that the vast majority of us, unless there's some former NFL quarterback listening to the show right now, we can't relate to. All we can do is study it, listen to it, read about it. But the greatest quarterback of all time is going to tell us what he thinks as games unfold. How in the world can you not be interested in that? I know not every great athlete, and that's understating it for Tom Brady, not every great athlete in his sport is good on TV. But Brady's very well-spoken, and he does have the ability to communicate what he sees. That's all I need. 
I, I mean, Marco knows this. Marco and I have different opinions on this. I don't need Tom Brady to rip a guy when he screws up. It's pretty obvious <laughs> when a guy screws up. I don't need him to call people garbage and trash and all that jazz. That's for hacks. I don't need him to rip referees. Fans do that. I just want to know what he sees from the offense, from the defense. He was a very cerebral quarterback. And it's interesting, too, because as much as I thought this would happen, people are not yet tired of Peyton Manning. Peyton and Eli, and and together, they're way better than they are separately. But the two of them are gaining such great momentum with their Omaha Productions, or that's Peyton's production company, as well as the Monday Night Mannings, as I call them. But damn it all, I missed every single one of the episodes this year. I didn't see any of them. It just, it was a different, well, 23 seasons, sorry. Just a different year. I blame the long-distance relationship. (laughs) Thank God it's not long-distance anymore. (laughs) Anyway, it's, it's different to have the best. So this is a relatively new trend in media, right? Where now networks pursue the best of the best who played the sports so that they can then turn around and provide insight. And there is no one better. There is no one who saw the game quite like Tom Brady. So I don't know what there is to not like about that. Unless, of course, you're looking for, I don't know, somebody's going to get in there and scream and yell. That's that's obviously not Brady. I think some people might be looking, like hanging on to the fact, like, I hate Tom Brady. I have to hate Tom Brady. He beat my team. I hate Tom Brady. <laughs> but, like, you got to realize here where when he's coming into the booth, he's on our team now, meaning just as a fan, as nice. a viewer. Where. You hate him because he was so good and because he could pick well, apart anything. Well, and people anything. were just tired of hearing about well, him. Right, but but now that he could, he could tell you why he was so good, why he picked apart your team, what he mm-hmm. saw to pick apart your team, and that's you becoming a better, more knowledgeable football fan. So I don't see how people could be against that. Agreed. I think it will enhance the broadcast and add to our understanding of what's playing out. And as someone who didn't play football myself, I'm thrilled about that. That's why I I dig whatever I can get from some of the greats. Because they see it differently than I do. On Twitter, ALAW Radio, you can take all these polls on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, also on our Facebook page. Our phone number, 855-212-4227. That's 855-212-4CBS. The one that I don't quite get is Bill Belichick in a broadcast booth. Though, we, I, there's not been... Any indication that he would be moving to TV yet other than just speculation? And I can't imagine him being on a game broadcast unless it was a three-person booth. But I do think there is more of a groundswell for him being at a desk, so a pregame show or a postgame show. Could you imagine him and Jason Garrett at the same desk? That's the issue, is that Bill Belichick sees the game so differently than anybody else. Not that he's disrespectful of other people. He's just mostly disrespectful of the media, which is comical. But I I don't know. How do you contradict Bill Belichick in any way? Yeah, right. What are you going to say? You're wrong? You you can't. (laughs) Yeah, they probably can't get into debates about a particular topic. (laughs) Imagine him and Brady in a booth. (laughs) That would actually be really interesting. I would sign up for that. I would... Pay the fee if that was what we got on Peacock. There, it's brilliant. On NBC, I would would buy it. Well, Brady also already works for Fox. I don't know what Fox, if they have a streaming, they probably do. Probably. I'm not sure what the arm is. Uh, But if you, for some 
uh, for some reason had Brady and Belichick in a booth and they were only available on streaming, I would sign up to watch that. I would pay a, a, a decent chunk for oh, that. Oh, yeah, the that's yeah. the kind of star power. And as much as people are saying they won't tune in, they will, if for oh no other God. reason than it's a novelty. That would be must-watch. Tom Brady, Bill oh, yeah. Belichick calling a game in the same booth. Right. A Patriots game, maybe? <laughs> No, not that. I don't think that they would be feelless free to be able to talk about it. I don't think that. Okay, so you can take our polls on our show Twitter, also on our Facebook page. And as I say, phone number 855-212-4227. The Kansas City Chiefs, they had a rocky road this season. When and how did it change, Andy Reid? Mentioned that Raider game. Well, it's they, they just said, hey, we got we got to up our game. It wasn't us as coaches jumping up and down on them. They took it within themselves to say we know what we we are and can be. We we've got to do it. And I mean that, that jumps out at me. Just that that attitude. The Raider game. I'm assuming he means the second one. <laughs> that was the one in which they lost twenty to fourteen, and that was in Kansas City. Christmas Day, so maybe that's why it stands out to him. Remember, the Chiefs had two turnovers that turned into defensive touchdowns for the Raiders. I can understand why you'd be embarrassed, and that would be a turning point. Buck up, little campers. It's time. That cannot happen again. You want to be a championship team and go anywhere this season? We can never play like that. As long as... We have some self-respect. And they've not lost since. After that Christmas Day game, they beat the Bengals at Arrowhead. Of course, that was Jake Browning, right? But still, the Bengals at Arrowhead. On the road at the Chargers, they only won by a point, but a lot of their guys weren't starting in Week 18. They handled the Dolphins. I know it was a Dolphins team that was missing a few pieces, but they handled the Dolphins in wildcard weekend at Arrowhead, then on the road at Buffalo, on the road at Baltimore. And those two games have been real different, actually. The other thing that stands out about this team is that they're battle-tested because it did not come easy this year. And I said to you on our last show in the wake of the AFC Championship that the veterans on this team have seen and done everything you possibly can In the football world, right? There's nothing that they haven't experienced. Now, some of their younger guys, sure. But when you have leaders like Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, and even some of the guys who played in the Super Bowl last year, that's such a valuable experience. When you've got guys like Chris Jones and the others I mentioned on the defense who are comfortable in pressure pack situations and a pressure cooker, if you will, well, that's experience that gives them an edge. And the mental toughness comes along with the physical toughness. And Andy Reid is real proud of that kind of extra layer of character for his Chiefs. It's uh, a group that has a, there's a great spirit about them. And there's a certain toughness that they, they have to where they don't get down on each other. They challenge each other. They, they support each other. Um, And it's been that way through the highs and lows I mean, nothing's changed. Um, that you know, Adam mentioned that Raider game. Well, it, it's they—they they just said, "Hey, we got—we got to up our game." 
It wasn't us as coaches jumping up and down on them. They took it within themselves to say, we know what we we are and can be. We, we've got to do it. And, I mean, that, that jumps out at me, just that, that attitude. I mentioned it after the Buffalo game. I mentioned it last yesterday afternoon that um, there, there's a grit to that. And uh, maybe you're not the most talented. Maybe you're not the fastest or the quickest or whatever. But let, let's go maximize what we are and let the chips fall where they may. Now, there's a couple of other kind of side stories with the Kansas City Chiefs that we'll have to get to. Did you see the video, and it went viral before the AFC Championship, of Travis Kelsey? Now, he was all up in the grill of pretty much every Raven he possibly could. It seemed like he was out to start something on Sunday, and maybe he was feeling it because he was playing a great game. He He's actually been a lot better in the postseason, but we know he himself labeled his regular season as sucked. Uh, Anyway, he's out there. He's warming up. Justin Tucker's stuff is in his way and in Pat's way. And so he picks it up and he chucks it, the ball and the tee. While Tucker's there warming up, I can see the, the video. You can see Tucker stretching. And Travis takes his stuff and just chucks it. Jabroni. Like I said, he was feeling himself on Sunday. Who the fuck is that guy? Right. Okay. I'm sure you've heard of him. He's only right now statistically the best kicker in NFL history. Anyways, Tucker talks about that incident on Monday, so you'll have to hear it. Pretty interesting. Let's talk to Mark, who's in California. Mark, welcome to After Hours CBS Sports Radio. Well, good evening, or good morning, I should say, uh, here in California. Um, Mm -hmm. The thing I wanted to say was I'm so interested to see Belichick check come in and and even Brady, as far as interviews or anything like that, mm-hmm. I sure wish they would bring back that young man. He's been gone a long time. He's such a character. Todd Christensen, the very good tight end from the Ravens. Had you ever heard him behind the mic? Hello? Hey, hello? <laughs> Todd Christensen. Right now I got the name, but is he, is he, was he? I don't remember him being in a booth. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in the booth and then on the field. His name's Todd, Todd Christensen, and he was, you know, he, he was a Rhodes Scholar, and he, he would sit and talk to people and actually make fun of them and undress them or stand next to them, and, and they couldn't have him on the air to actually let him go. Oh, gotcha. Well, I just yeah, Googled him so, so that I could. Yeah, I mean, he's, so, he's hysterical, though. I'm serious. If mm-hmm. you were to see him sit down and talk to people, just hysterical. He was so smart, this guy. Gotcha. Todd Christensen, yeah. Okay. Well, I just Googled yeah, I just him. Wanted to mention that, yeah. Right, and, and apparently he... your show very much. Oh, okay. Thank you, sir. Yes. Okay, I appreciate thank that you very much. Have a good evening. All right, Mark. And I'm glad the Niners go Niners big time. Okay, good. All right, All good. Right. Good to hear day. from you. Yeah, yes, thank you. All right, because it doesn't matter. I Googled him, and he passed away uh, over a decade ago. So he's not still in a broadcast booth. But yes, he is a former NFL tight end. Well, Mark told me he was excited about Bill Belichick, or he wanted—he would love to have seen Bill Belichick in a booth, and then he uh, didn't say that. But so he, there's one who wanted to see Bill Belichick. One vote for Belichick. One vote for Christensen. On Twitter, after hours CBS, and you can vote too. It's after hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. To the After Hours Podcast. You're listening to After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Jesse's in Dallas. Oh, dear. This could be bad. Hey, Amy, I definitely got my boy Jerry's back. I never went to college. He's a frat boy. Why do you fall in love with Johnny Manziel? You might be in love with Johnny Manziel, but I pretty much despise the cat. I've really got to have Jerry's back. He is old. You can't hate the man for having a few drinks. Are you really going to go after an old man like that? Jerry Jones sets himself up for it, Jesse. Tomorrow and the next day after that, he's not going to remember what he said. It's oh, because great. of food. I don't think that's what you want to do. Be like Jerry Jones when you're 73. Poor Jesse. I don't This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. There will always be a very vocal contingent of Cowboys fans who are sure that Jerry Jones is the reason why they have not won a Super Bowl in decades. And why they keep getting stuck and and can't get past the second round. But see, here's the thing. You can dislike him as an owner. You can think he puts himself in the center of the conversation too much. But you can't quibble with the rosters he's put together. As the GM, and I know he works very closely with his son, Steven. I forgot his daughter's name, but she's also very involved uh, in Cowboys operations. I think more on the business side. Either way, it's a family affair. And... Jerry and his son have put together a very competent roster. Again, you can quibble with some of the the choices that he's made in terms of being in the public eye and some of the comments that he makes. And I mean, we're not commenting on his personal life and those decisions, but you can't argue with the roster full of superstars that they've built through the draft as well as through free agency. And yeah, you may not want Mike McCarthy to remain the head coach, But you can also understand why he's keeping him if you can take your subjectivity out of it. Three consecutive years of 12-plus wins, two division titles. That's never happened with a head coach in Dallas Cowboys history. I think it's so interesting when people blame Jerry Jones for everything that's wrong with the Cowboys. But he's put rosters together that should be winning. 
they are winning in the regular season. They just haven't been able to get over the hump in the playoffs. It's, yeah, it's it's so weird to me. I don't understand why people give him such flack. Again, you don't have to like him. But if he is the GM and the GM's job is putting together rosters, there are not many rosters in the NFL that are better than the Cowboys. Which is why you've got an NFL MVP candidate. You've got both an Offensive Player of the Year and two Defensive Player of the Year candidates. Not a whole lot to quibble about. Not to mention you're missing Trayvon Diggs, right? He's the one that, was it second week? Shoot, I forgot what week it was, but that was a painful blow for the Cowboys and their defense. On Twitter, After Hours CBS, also on our Facebook page, 855-212-4227. Jay looked it up, and his daughter's name is Charlotte. Thank you. I could see her face in my head, but I couldn't conjure up her name. Uh, Jerry did a conversation. I'm not sure if this was in place of his Tuesday conversation with Sean and RJ on our Dallas affiliate, 105.3 The Fan. Uh, But he made some comments about his number one goal, first priority for the Cowboys in the headlines. If anybody is uh, uh, thinking that we have more said about us or more visibility, if they're saying that, that's exactly what I'm, I am try to do. Huh? And I would, do want to keep them talking about the Cowboys <laughs> and have from the day I got here. And so, again, uh, I'm smiling and I'm saying it with all the positive in the world. If we've got them talking about us, uh, we're doing our job. I don't know the context of it, so I would have to go back and listen to more of the interview. But you hear the chuckling in the background with Sean and RJ. Again, I, I don't I don't know why he would say that, but I do think it sounds a little tongue-in-cheek. Uh, funny, too, because that's what an old boss used to tell me. If you can cause people to have some type of a reaction to your radio show. Now, I choose not to be hot take rant out of my butt radio that's I don't find that interesting and I know that's a lot of what sports radio is which is why I may not be your cup of tea I'm not a hot taker in fact it makes me roll my eyes to hear a lot of hot takes and again the like what we talked about with Tony Romo the hyperbole the superlatives this is the worst ever these refs are the worst ever this is the garbage and trash and everything else. It's just, it's not my personality and it wouldn't be authentic radio. But this boss said to me, if you can get people to have a reaction, either they vehemently disagree with what you're saying or they 100% agree with you and will yell it out loud, you know, we'll have that type of, a, of a, an emotional reaction You don't want people to be lukewarm. If their response is, eh, whatever, or it's not memorable and they don't remember you at all, then as a radio host, you're not really moving needles. And that's an old phrase for, you know, seeing the needles pop up back and forth on a a radio board, a soundboard. Again, I don't choose to do it in a disingenuous manner. And I'm not telling you that every argument or debate that I engage in do I only have one perspective because I sometimes will play devil's advocate and argue the opposite but I can do it 
intelligently without using inappropriate language or screaming and yelling. It's just part of radio. But I do absolutely appreciate when people disagree so strongly with me because then you're thinking about it. Then you're processing it. The world would be super boring if we all agreed about everything all the time. So in that respect, I understand what Jerry is saying. If the Cowboys are still in the center ring of the circus, if the Cowboys are still relevant, if people are still talking about us, then I'm doing something right. Again, kind of an odd thing to say, but that's his priority, is to make sure the Cowboys are in the headlines. Preferably because they're winning. But I would agree with him on this point. If you're irrelevant, that's the worst place to be. And maybe you can look at it from the angle of, hey, if you're really crappy and you're really bad, you're in the news for that reason. But at least you're closer to getting the number one overall draft pick. (laughs) Right? We're not going to talk about the teams that are middle of the road. Once Kirk Cousins got injured, Justin Jefferson was injured, and once the whole Josh Dobbs phenomenon kind of flamed out and the Vikings went back to Nick Mullins and and whoever else, did we talk about them again the rest of the year? No, because they didn't matter. It was irrelevant. In sports, being irrelevant is worse than being hated. Being irrelevant where people don't think about you for weeks on end is worse than being despised and criticized. In sports and in sports radio, irrelevant is a far worse fate than having people talk about you all the time. Again, not in a disingenuous way, like going viral for some hot take. That to me is a waste of time. But I will say there's many people out there that that's what they dig. Some headline that serves as clickbait When Aaron Rodgers is irrelevant, it will feel like hell to him because what he mostly wants to do is stir the pot. That's how Aaron Rodgers gets his rocks off. It's going to be hard to cancel me. Right. He just, he, he wants to stir the pot. He wants to make people talk. There are people and personalities like that. I don't think that's Tom Brady, which is why I actually believe that I'll find Brady genuine and sincere. Aaron Rodgers, I uh, I take everything that comes out of his mouth with a grain of salt. I don't have your number. You're not going to have my number. It's much more self-serving. At least that's the way it comes across with Aaron than it is with Tom Brady. I think Tom genuinely respects football and wants to do a good job. And for that, I applaud him. He took a year off. Do you know how many people would have jumped right into that broadcast booth because the money was too good to turn down? Remind me again, $750 million. How much is it, Jay? I think it was $775. Oh, yeah. only $775. Will you Google just so we're accurate? How many people would have said, I'm going to take that money now? How many people would have said, screw it. I want to get in that broadcast booth immediately and I'm going to prove everybody to pro- uh, to everybody what I know. 375. 10 years, 375. Oh, excuse me. I gave him 400 extra million dollars. I guess you can't have Patrick Mahomes money anymore. There are a lot of people that wouldn't ta- have taken a year off to prepare for this role. So I admire the fact that he's a meticulous preparer. And when it comes to this new role, he's taking it just as seriously as he did his playing career.
he's not going to mail it in. Nobody's going to have to tell Tom Brady (laughs) that he needs to spend more time watching film or whatever else. So how interested are you? Maybe that would have been a word we could have used and said, but sub a different word. How excited, how interested, how curious are you for Tom Brady's debut in the Fox booth? I went 10 or more. I'm all in on this. When was the last time the greatest quarterback ever was in a broadcast booth? It's a relatively new phenomenon to have the greatest quarterback ever and to really to have athletes in that seat. So I'm here for it. Well, I'll be there for it. I guess it's not here yet. So on our Facebook page or on Twitter, after our CBS, uh, you can also vote for TD of the week as well as the Monday MVP, but you're running out of time. There are only 13 minutes left. Okay, so Justin Tucker, greatest statistical kicker in NFL history. And somehow he wasn't allowed to warm up like he normally does. Because This is on his own field, by the way, because Travis Kelsey didn't like it. Kelsey was on the rampage. We will let you hear Tucker's explanation coming up. And in the same division, the AFC North, Art Rooney, a rare interview that he's done for Steelers YouTube. How are you? I hope you survived your Monday. Good afternoon. Without a leaky toilet and now a ceiling that needs to be replaced. Um. So happy to be a homeowner. I'm going to keep saying it, even if I don't feel it right now. (laughs) You are listening to the After Hours Pod. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Cast. Tenth play of the Chiefs drive is first and ten after the penalty at the Raven 19 near hash. Mahomes to throw against a four-man rush. Fires it near side to Kelce. Comes back to the ball and holds it in. Touchdown, Kansas City. Patrick Mahomes absolutely took duct tape and just wrapped the ball around the waist of Travis Kelsey for a 19-yard touchdown. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Mitch Holtis on Chiefs Radio. Travis was all up in his feelings on Sunday, and maybe that's just how he got fired up to play, but he... Seemed to jaw with pretty much every Raven on the field. And remember, this is 
remember, that sounded funny when it came out of my mouth the first time. Uh, if you recall, <laughs> much easier. Uh, this was a game in Baltimore at M&T Bank Stadium, but Kelsey seemed to have a personal axe to grind with everybody who was wearing purple or believing in the purple, spouting purple. Seemed like every time I watch a highlight even, there's more of, of Travis jawing at Ravens than I even noticed during the game. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Just for kicks and giggles, after hearing some of Brady's analysis in the wake of Championship Sunday, Jay and I are actually really excited about seeing him and hearing him on TV. Not because of his name, but because of his potential as the greatest quarterback of all time to really unlock some of the secrets of playing that position at the highest level. I can't wait. But many of you do not share our enthusiasm, and that's okay. You can take the poll, as well as our TD of the Week poll, on our show Twitter, After Hours CBS, or find me on Twitter, A Law Radio, and then our, our Facebook page, too. We'll get more from Brady uh, coming up just because he apparently took a trip and was still able to keep up with the championship games, but he was not in the United States uh, for a good portion of the last couple weeks. All right, but I digress. Guys, that's a dinner. <laughs> that's your hint. Uh, Justin Tucker was Travis Kelsey's first <clears throat> victim. I'm using my air quotations. His first target. How about that? During pregame warmups, and Jay, if you want to go and find a video out there, uh, one of these sites where it went viral, you can share it on our show Twitter after our CBS. But if you've not seen it, Kelsey didn't like where Justin Tucker was stretching and getting ready to warm up and where he had left his kicking equipment on the baseline. And during pregame warmups, he actually took Tucker's football and his kicking tee and chucked them. Like he threw them through the goal, like through the end zone and, and out past the goal line. Uh, and Tucker just kind of had this amused look on his face. Didn't think he was going to tango with Travis Kelsey and get into a pregame skirmish. But he did speak about it on Monday at the exit interviews for the Ravens. This is his perspective. For those that don't know, the way it works is each team's kicker uh, goes to the other team's uh, designated warm-up area on the field. And for me, it's usually about 90 minutes before kickoff. So um, I've been doing the exact same thing for 12 years. Never really had a problem with anybody. Um, but... Uh, uh, yeah, that's just that's just kind of the way, the way we've always done it, and the way uh, kickers around the league have always done it. Um, you know, and I, I saw Patrick there trying to warm up and get some drop back, so uh, he asked me while I was on the ground stretching, like if I could move my helmet. So I happily got up and I moved my helmet out of the way. At least I thought it was enough out of the way. Um, and then uh, Travis comes over and he just kicks my stuff and he throws my <laughs> helmet, and I just thought it was all just some gamesmanship, um, you know, all in good fun, but. They seem to be taken a little bit more seriously, um, and uh, I'm I'm totally willing to let it all go. But um, yeah, I just wanted to explain that that's just you know what I've done for 12 years, and it's it's not like I'm out there trying to be problematic. I'm just trying to get ready for the football game, just like they are. Hmm. Do you believe him, Jay? Do you believe him, or do you think he was somehow accidentally in Mahomes' way? Like maybe he might. Whoopsie, twisted ankle on the kicking tee. 
No, I don't so you think don't so. think it was gamesmanship. No, you believe Justin Tucker when he says this is just what I do, and we just happen to be in the same space. I think Justin Tucker was just in his own world, like he always is before minding the games, his own business, minding his own business. And doing if his Mahomes trips over the kicking tee, well, that's not my fault. I do this every game. I think that he said Mahomes asked him to move it the first time. I think he got up, said okay, no problem, moved it like he said he thought a respectable amount away. <laughs> I guess I wasn't far enough, but I don't think he meant any ill will towards not moving it far enough. He just was like, okay, no problem. Moved it, and I guess they didn't like where he moved it, but I don't think Justin Tucker's out here picking fights with Travis Kelsey. Well, not picking a fight, but maybe accidentally left his kicking tee where Mahomes might step on it. That would be Bush League. That would be really Bush League. I don't think he's like that. He's pretty intense. No, I don't either. I'm just saying... People have to question. We need to question his ulterior motives oh, and, sure. and if there were any. Okay, so as he points out in that that answer, because that was one of the top questions from the media on Monday is what happened with Travis Kelsey, Justin. Anyway, he says that this is what kickers do. And you'll see kickers, they attempt field goals or PATs at both ends to gauge the wind and all that kind of stuff, especially in the elements, obviously not in a dome, but this was Baltimore. And so he's out there where Mahomes is warming up or they're they're close. And there is video too that shows Mahomes actually tossing the, the tee aside. Okay, so it wasn't just Travis Kelsey. Travis just made this major scene out of it. They were both bullies. And had a flare. Bullies? They were bullies. That was, bullies. That was pretty bullish. It was bullish. <laughs> Bullish. That's what they were. They were bullying bullish. Justin Tucker. Well, bullish would actually be a positive thing, I guess, if you're a stock market broker. Anyway, so there is video that show Mahomes tossing aside the kicking tees. He just didn't get as much pub for it. And then Kelsey decides, screw this. I'm going to be a little more demonstrative. And he starts kicking the footballs and flinging his helmet off the field. I mean, he he got down there and he just he chucked it. He's angry. He it was like angry. a bat. It was a like a bat flip. Oh, this was Nelson, not Nelson. Shoot, who was the one that got punched in the face? Batista. Oh, um, Blue Jays. Yeah, no, Batista did it. But who was who was the one that? Shoot, no, Batista got punched by. Um, oh yeah, who was the one that took by, exception to oh, it? Oh my goodness, the second baseman. Yes, Rugnet Odor. Yes, right, yeah. Rugnet Odor, Rugi Odor. Remember the two of them? They just they no clocked him. They cl- he clocked him, and for that reason, Bautista just decided he was not having it. Anyway, so that was the whole like bat chuck from Bautista. Mm-hmm. This was Travis Kelsey like chucking the 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 footballs in the helmet. Like I we shouldn't have to tell you twice. Get oh, out of my yeah. quarterback's way. No, yeah, he was he was making Justin Tucker move. He wasn't letting him do that anymore. But Mahomes, did, Mahomes didn't get any negative pub for it. He actually did kick the tees a couple of kind times. Of like a good cop, bad cop kind of thing. Mm. Even though Mahomes was the bad cop, like you're saying, he did push it. He just did it a little less demonstratively <laughs> like Kelsey did. So, yeah, a little good cop, bad cop. Definitely check out the video because it's funny stuff. It really is. Only because it's so playground it's so fight on the playground type of stuff and the fact that it's in baltimore is not lost on me this is actually justin tucker stadium who do you think you are travis kelsey that was sweet <laughs> this is 
actually just in Tucker's turf, and you're out there throwing his helmet around. Tremendous point. You're you're right. He was definitely being a bully. I don't think that Mahomes was. I don't know. Just hey, I'm I'm warming up here. I don't want to trip. It can be interpreted that way. Kelsey comes along like he's an enforcer on the hockey ice and just starts chucking Tucker's stuff, even though that's his stadium. You goon. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 